So today we are continuing with part two of our subject of last week, which was no one can serve two masters. Who do you really serve? Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to this episode of Thrive 1110, the show where you get Bible-friendly business and money tips that you can implement in your day-to-day life, in your operations, so that you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember God as He is the one who gives you the power to actually prosper. So remember God and be an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. My name is Bold Kere, your host, and you can listen to the part one of the show that uh, we are um, um, airing today uh, by going on the chri.ca website or on the website thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. So you can catch up on uh, part one of this episode or um, listen to any other episode of the show um, that we have here at Thrive 1110. So I'm uh, glad to have again with us uh, today, Lon. Thank you, uh, Lon, for being here again. My pleasure in being here, Bold. So we're going to continue right into the subject last time we were able to uh, to hear um, how you went from a pastor to a financial advisor let's say to a dissatisfied financial advisor and then realizing some things that uh, uh, God was actually calling you to live out this calling through your work and it led you to kingdom advisors eventually and now you are leading you are the director of kingdom advisors here in Canada. So we covered that last week. And this week, I'd really like us to dive deeper into the subject of no one can serve two masters. And uh, we were talking about that before the show. And uh, one one good place that we could start with is uh, Luke 16. Do you want to help us with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's important to really dig deep into what the Scripture has to say, because you cannot serve God and money mm-hmm. comes right at the end of a very powerful parable, in my opinion, but one that's very easily misunderstood. It's probably uh, one, of the, one of the easiest parables to misunderstand. Yes. And so if you look at it, it's very fitting for your program, Bold, because it's talking about a business owner Mm -hmm. and a manager. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Luke 16, and I'm not going to read it all, but I'm certainly going to reference it because Mm -hmm. the business owner calls the manager in and asks him really to give an account. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're squandering, he was squandering his possessions. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting in Luke 16, the word squandering Mm -hmm. is actually referenced in Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son, Mm -hmm. where he squandered the wealth. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same idea. And he's asked to give an account of your management because you can no longer be my manager. Mm -hmm. In other words, because of the accounting, he's actually losing his job. Mm. Not good. Mm. <laughs> not, certainly not a good situation. Mm-hmm. But this manager is really focused on himself, mm-hmm. his own interest. And the next uh, verse, he talks about, what am I going to do? So obviously, he, he haven't uh, he, even accumulated sufficient wealth to have some money on hand because 
he feels desperate in losing his job. But to be focused on our own interest is pretty typical in in our day as well and uh i i remember the the song not sure if i should bring this up on your show but the backman turner overdrive uh song uh looking out for number one uh, i don't know if you remember that song. you're not you're not old enough for that all right hopefully some of our listeners are but uh looking out for number one is kind of a a, a phrase if you're going to get ahead you got to look out for yourself that idea so he was very motivated by his own interest, and I believe that was his worldview. Hmm. And he said, what am I going to do? And he comes up with this idea, when I'm removed from management, uh, people will welcome me into their homes. So he goes on to make these deals, and when you look at Scripture, it's almost like he's, he's actually called the dishonest manager, hmm. which is interesting. Uh, because he goes on to make these deals uh, with the debtors to the to the owner of the business, and he says, "How much do you owe?" And one says, "A um, hundred measures of oil," and he very quickly says, "Take your invoice, cut it in half, fifty percent off, <laughs> write fifty. Uh, another one, how much do you owe?" And he says, "A hundred measures of wheat," and he says, "Okay, take your invoice and write eighty, twenty percent discount." That's it. So what he's doing is actually making friends. Here's the confusing part of this parable. In verse 8, it says, The master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly. Hmm. So it's kind of like you're, you're doing at least what appears to be dishonest. That's puzzling, yeah. And the owner comes in and praises the manager for what he has done. And he says, clearly, because you have acted shrewdly. Mm. And without looking into the, to the Greek of that word, I just looked up the word shrewdly. And it's interesting because if you think of a business person being shrewd, mm-hmm. it's really a positive term. Mm. It's not a negative. And the dictionary definition is actually finding an opportunity that's hidden. Hmm. And if you consider that in light of this parable that's being told, that's exactly what this manager did. In a difficult situation, but he found an opportunity to actually help people, uh, to give them a better deal on, on what was owed. And interestingly, historically, lots of times the steward was paid based on the interest of what was owed to the owner. So it's quite possible that what this manager did is actually cut out what he was going to be paid Mm. in order to do a favor Mm. uh, to these people who owed the debt. So so it's quite possible that that's the case. But in any event, I think the reason he was really praised Mm -hmm. is that he lived according to his worldview. Mm. And his worldview was really selfish, looking out for number one, as we've said, it's pretty typical in our day. So he's, he's, he's looking out for himself and, and actually acting on his, on his own behalf, trying to make deals to uh, secure himself, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because he says, I know in, in verse 4, I know what I'll do so that when I'm removed from my management, when I have finally lost my job, people will welcome me into their homes. Mm-hmm. So it's not unlike today. You know, it's kind of you scratch my back and uh, I'll scratch yours, that sort of thing. Or, you know, it's it's you do a favor and you uh, that favor is going to be extended to you. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the the thinking behind this. 
And then Jesus begins to really explain the parable, and he makes this statement, which is almost like a rebuke, for the children of this age are more shrewd than the children of light in dealing with their own people. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a criticism, and then he says, I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of worldly wealth. So that when it fails, in other words, when the worldly cash system fails, mm. they may welcome you into eternal dwellings. Mm. So Jesus actually changes the picture a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not, he's not just going to be welcomed into homes here, mm-hmm. but if you handle your wealth properly in this world that we live in, mm-hmm. you will eventually be welcomed into eternal dwellings. In other words, what we do with our money today really matters, and it has an impact eternally. Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful that's for us really, to think that's about. That's really, really profound. So it's as if Jesus was saying, like, this guy, according to his own worldview, according to his own sets of standards, according to the worldly patterns, he did, he acted shrewdly. But us, as children of God, we are not necessarily leaving out that shrewdness in our dealings with the wealth that we have. Yeah, and we're also not necessarily living according to our worldview. That's right. You know, and our worldview is really with eternity in mind Mm. and thinking about, okay, how do we use our money? Do we only focus on the here and now Mm -hmm. when we make financial decisions? Mm -hmm. Or are we thinking, do we have a longer-term perspective? where we're thinking about eternity and actually impacting eternity by the decisions we make financially. So the way we're dealing with our possessions right now, money, business, etc., really has to do with which master we're serving. Absolutely. Absolutely. and, And Jesus goes on to say, whoever is faithful in very little or is faithful in much, and whoever is unrighteous in very little is also unrighteous in much. So if you have not been faithful with worldly wealth, who will trust you with what is genuine or with true riches? Hmm. So it's like you go back to the beginning of the parable. Mm -hmm. This manager is managing someone else's assets. Mm -hmm. That gives us a perspective that we need to have today. Everything that we have Mm -hmm. is not actually our own. Mm -hmm. We're actually managing on on behalf of someone else Mm -hmm. if we believe God owns it all. That's it. That's it. Right? So that begins to change our thinking quite a bit into how we use our wealth today. So we should... As, as, as children of God, even as business leaders, ministry leaders, what is in our possessions should be used in light of eternity. That's what it means for us to act shrewdly with the possessions that we have. Yes, and, and finding opportunities, because he found an opportunity to actually build deeper relationships. This manager did. That's it. So, you know, if you look at what's eternal, mm-hmm. God's word is eternal. Mm-hmm. And people are eternal. They're made, mm-hmm. we, we are made with, eternity is in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So if, if we focus there on people mm-hmm. and using our money to actually serve people, mm-hmm. there can be an eternal consequence to what we do. It's, a, it's an outflow wow. of using our money in that, with that in mind. 
So what what Lon was sharing, really, you can you can go back and read it in Luke sixteen, right? It's it's right at the beginning of Luke sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct. Yeah, that you find this parable, and we can really see how it's easy for us as children of light, like this this uh, Jesus calls us there, children of light, to miss the point here, and to actually uh, see how we can be serving to. Well, how we can actually be serving the wrong master if we're not focused on on doing things that have eternal significance. That's a powerful point because you cannot serve both. Exactly. You can only serve one. Wow. Right, you can, and Jesus. I, I, I'm, I'm confident in saying that because I'm quoting what Jesus said. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. You cannot serve God yeah. and money, yeah. but interestingly, you can use money. Mm-hmm. To serve God. That's it. And I think when we begin doing that or when we are intentional about doing that, mm-hmm. then we're coming to a place where we are actually living according to our worldview, mm-hmm. which is the shrewdness mm. point. Because he was praised, I believe, yeah. the, ma- the uh, master praised him mm-hmm. because he acted shrewdly. In other words, he was looking out for number one, yeah. and he set out to do that, and he accomplished it. In the meantime, Mm. in the process of serving himself, he actually served others. Mm. And I think that's what we have to do, Mm. but with an eternal focus, realizing that what we do with our money today has an eternal impact. So really the question can can be put differently. So when I say no one can serve two masters, when I put that at the beginning of this episode and I say, who do you really serve? So the question could actually be turned and asked like, are you intentional in what you have, what God has put in your hands as resources, money, etc., even your business? Are you intentional in finding opportunities to have and to use that money, that wealth that you have, to have an eternal significance, an mm-hmm. eternal impact. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing to think about in who we serve mm-hmm. is to realize who the competitor is mm-hmm. for our heart. Because often we look at, well, okay, Satan seeks to yeah. destroy. Yes. And yes, he does. That's very clear in, in Scripture. Yes. But the competitor to our heart is not actually Satan. It's money, it's wealth and possessions. That's what competes with our heart when it comes to who we're going to serve. Because you're right. If if we were asked, like, without knowing this passage to fill in the blank, you cannot serve both God and, we would probably be writing that, yeah, it's it's we cannot serve both God and Satan. But in this case, he really makes it clear that money, uh, uh, the spirit of money, or the spirit of mammon in this world really has, uh, uh, is really competing for Mm -hmm. a place in our Mm -hmm. heart versus God. So who do you really serve? So are you intentional in in using um, the, the wealth that you have, the resources that you have, your business that you're running, the ministry that you're leading, to find opportunities to bless people and have an eternal impact and eternal significance. That's really yeah, powerful. Exactly. And and in essence, what we do when that occurs, it's mm-hmm. it's a transaction where you're taking what the old King James calls unrighteous mammon mm-hmm. and you're turning that into true riches. That's it. 
that's that's a significant hmm. transaction. And even in Philippians, we don't have time to get into that today, but <laughs> Paul talked about yeah. an, account, an account mm-hmm. that you have, and he was referencing an eternal account, mm-hmm. and he was saying, when you give, mm-hmm. he said, I'm interested not in the gift itself, mm-hmm. but I'm interested in the profit to your account. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking about an eternal account. Wow. That's, that's mind-blowing. That's deep. Like... Uh, <laughs> I think we would need we would need we would need another definitely another episode to really go deeper in that <laughs> aspect of things. But really, the question is: um, Are we intentional in pursuing these things, or are we just going by with the by default system of this world in handling things and and, and just trying to get ahead and yeah, doing the little things here and there? Um, last episode, Lorne um, told us that one of the differences that um, kingdom advisors or certified kingdom advisors um, help people with is actually know how 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 much they could give and still be okay. So so um, giving is definitely something that has a significance um, in the eternal perspective. And uh, yeah, so that's the question: Who do we really serve at one moment or the other, one way or the other? And that really begs the question. So this is a parable that really to me is intriguing because it calls out well. Then how does the the Bible deal with, uh, what does the Bible teach us about uh, biblical wisdom that we can use to make sure that we're following these principles and guarding ourselves from really falling on the other side, which is serving the God of money. So what are the biblical guidelines, um, biblical wisdom regarding um, um, uh, managing, dealing with money? Resources. Well, there's there's lots of resources available, and I know uh, one that I would like to make available and have have you share is it's called the 4-H tool that mm-hmm. comes from uh, the Ron Blue Institute. And Ron Blue, as I mentioned last time, mm-hmm. is the founder of Kingdom Advisors, mm-hmm. and he talks about four areas: the heart, health, habits, and hope, and. Those four areas, it, it, it covers a whole lot, and I'm sure they're going to be able to get that resource on your website. Yeah. But the, the heart area talks mm-hmm. about stewardship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the asking the question, do I believe that God owns it all? Mm. Because I think that's the starting point. Mm-hmm. And that is actually the starting point in this parable, mm-hmm. recognizing that you're managing what belongs to somebody else. Yes. That gives you a whole other level of thinking mm-hmm. around your financial decisions. Mm. The other piece that Paul speaks about often is contentment. Mm. And he said, I've learned to be content. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of scripture, scriptural references mm-hmm. that we can go to to give us guidance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we think about uh, that term contentment. It's, it's very biblical. And, and it actually, the context of being content and the context of even I can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. centers around contentment. And Paul says, no matter if I have a lot or if I have a little, mm-hmm. I've learned to be content. And, and I mean, that's a powerful, uh, I guess, a powerful question that we need to ask is, do I believe that what I have right now is enough? Is enough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes we can struggle yeah, yeah. with that mm-hmm. enough question. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes to our trust in God, mm-hmm. you know, to even, is, is God a provider? 
for yeah. us. Because one of the things that money wants to do is 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 to get us to place our trust in the riches in in our bank account, how much we have, etc., rather than in God. And that question of contentment really helps us be on the safer side. Are we content with mm-hmm. what we have right now? And the interesting thing mm-hmm. is, as you accumulate money, mm-hmm. the tendency is that your trust begins to shift mm. away from God and to the money. You see that as a resource that you can depend on. Mm. The book of Proverbs talks about how that can so easily fly away. Yes. And we have yes. to have our trust in something that's solid. Oh, God help us. <laughs> and, and the, you know, as, as wealth accumulates, we, we, ten, we can drift mm-hmm. toward that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the important piece about that is understanding that giving actually breaks that hold mm. that money can have on us. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and money is not evil in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says the love of money yeah. is the root yeah. of all sorts of evil, yeah. but not money itself. Not money itself, but really putting our heart in it, putting our trust in it. Yeah, and and having it shift, going back to who are you mm-hmm. serving, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. uh, around money, and that's why the giving element is mm-hmm. so significant, mm-hmm. because giving does break the power of yes. of money over your life. Yes, and and I'm also reminded of that uh, that passage. I believe it's in Matthew that says, "Where your treasure is, mm-hmm. that's where your heart will also be." So where you give, if when you give. Wherever you give, you'll have a tendency to, to, to have your heart lean towards that. And in that way also, it, ought to, it actually helps break the power of money over us. Yeah, and the other thing is the mm. priority. We mentioned mm. bold the last time, the uh, live, give, oh, grow, yes. that chart. Yes. And the tendency for us is you know, we need to set priorities around that. Mm-hmm. The tendency is kind of... You live first. Mm. When you get money, you spend it on your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and you don't limit your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and you give out of what's left. Mm -hmm. And I believe the biblical mandate, the biblical wisdom that comes for us Mm -hmm. is make giving a priority Mm -hmm. and work down through the list where your taxes are paid, your debt is paid, Mm -hmm. uh, you are saving some money, Mm -hmm. and then your lifestyle is on what is left. Hmm. That's a completely different shift it's, it's for a, us. It's a, it's a paradigm shift, definitely. And and just um, for you listening, Lorne is going through um, what is called, um, it has been created by the Ron Blue Institute. It's called the Four H's of Financial Wisdom. And, um, you know, that's our Let's Get Practical section. I didn't announce it, but this is our, le- our Let's Get Practical section. Put your hands on these four H's of financial wisdom to help you actually implement these, um, these truths in your life. Walk this walk so that you will actually safeguard yourself against falling into uh, serving um, the God of money. And that's actually the by default system. If we are not intentional in pursuing these four H's of financial wisdom, the by default system will take us to serve and put our trust somehow um, in the God of money. Um, again, money itself not being wrong, but putting our heart and trust in that uh, is the danger. And 
um, a little bit earlier, Lauren mentioned the four H's being the heart, um, um, health, habits, and hope. And he started giving us a few points in the heart section, which were stewardship and contentment. There are two others in that section. And the live, give, all, um, grow um, part. That's the health Uh, part, which is the second H. And uh, we don't have time to go in detail through these four H's, but I want to make sure that if you want to get that, um, that you have it. So uh, go on the website, thrive1110.ca, thrive1110.ca, and just send me a message, say hi, whatever you want, and and, uh, let me know that you've listened to this episode. And I'll make sure that you get a copy uh, by email of the 4H um, of Financial Wisdom. And uh, as we progress towards the new year, I'm actually preparing a small group of Christian leaders, Christian entrepreneurs, that we would have an opportunity to actually keep each other accountable in walking these 4Hs. Um, so if you're interested in that, also let me know um, as you go in um, on the website thrive1110.ca, that's thrive1110.ca, and let me know that you're also interested in that small group so that uh, I can put you in and let you know more information when um, time comes. So, Ron, we have um, just um, about two minutes left uh, before we end the show. Any Any other thing you want to mention? I know we it would have been great to go through this, but again, you can have it by contacting us. Any other thing that you feel is important that we mentioned right now? Well, I think the five biblical principles uh, mm-hmm. would be important to uh, mention, which is to spend mm-hmm. less than you earn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to just make sense, but yes. it's a biblical principle. Yes. And uh, if you do that over your lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, it, will, it will cement your future in many respects because it will allow you to save. And the, the grow piece is really delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's something we're not good at at our society <laughs> because advertising takes us so many ways. Mm-hmm. So spend less than you earn. Avoid the use of debt where possible. Mm-hmm. Plan for financial margin. Set long-term goals, and we talked about a long-term perspective, and the longest-term perspective that you can really have mm-hmm. is an eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. And the other one, of course, that we've touched on um, in our last program and this one is to mm-hmm. give generously. Yes. So those are the five principles. Spend less than you earn, avoid the use of debt, plan for financial margin, set long-term goals, and give generously. And these are all parts of another H in the four H's of financial wisdom. So we briefly touched upon the heart, upon the health, um, and um, in this case, it's the habits, these five principles that Lorne just gave. So again, um, if you want to have someone work closely with you to help you walk that walk and you don't want to do it in a small group setting, you can go on the kingdomadvisors.com website. That's kingdomadvisors with an O there, dot com. And you'll be able to find, to look for and find a certified kingdom advisor to help you with this. Um, 
Let, let me say bold in conjunction uh, to that, that you are a certified <laughs> kingdom advisor. You have earned your designation, so they may not need to look any further than your website, find you and, uh, and connect with you. But uh, we're thankful for that, that you've walked through our core training and uh, you continue to maintain your designation. And let me say that I very much appreciate the work that you're doing uh, for the Ottawa region and your willingness to step out in faith and to do this program. Thank you, Lord. That's uh, give all glory to God. That's really uh, by His grace. So thank you very much. Yes. So anyway, if you need help, just reach out and you'll be sure to get help. So we're getting um, at the end of our episode today. Again, you can listen on chri.ca or thrive1110.ca. I'm Bold Kerry, your host, and this is Thrive 1110. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Bold. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.